Today's reading is from John's Gospel, chapter 14, verses 1 to 6. Jesus comforts his disciples. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, everyone. It's lovely to see you. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, as we look for you in your word, may we find you in our lives. Amen. Now, I'm hoping we can start with a little quiz which will hopefully appear on the screen. So you've got here three jobs, and on the right there are three job descriptions. Can you match them up? You can have a little chat with the people who are next to you. We've got a mule skinner, a puddler, and a peruka. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you 10 seconds more before we reveal the answers. There isn't a prize, I'm sorry. Okay, let's have the answers, please, gentlemen. Sorry, I've drawn it really badly, and actually it's not ever so clear. Oh, not so bad on the big screen. So a mule skinner is a wagon driver. A puddler is a worker in wrought iron, and a peruka is a wig maker. But a job title doesn't always make it clear what someone does, does it? And I wonder if perhaps we feel the same about the way that Jesus describes himself here. The disciples are obviously confused with Thomas's words. Perhaps we might struggle too, if we're honest, to put our finger on exactly what it is that Jesus is getting at. We might be familiar with those terms. It's a very familiar phrase, isn't it? I am the way, the truth, and the life. But what does it really mean for Jesus to be those things, both for us and the people that we know and share our lives with? Because if you don't have any Christian reference points, like so many of the people that we meet through the week, then Jesus' words might seem pretty opaque. And if Jesus really is the way and the truth and the life, then we need to be able to do more than feel our way to some sort of an explanation. If this is important then we need to be able to convey Jesus' mission in ways which speak to the world. Now, at the ripe old age of 47, I find myself being out later and later on Friday and Saturday nights. 
It's a situation that anyone who's ever been charged with picking up a teenager will be familiar with. If my husband and I want our eldest son and increasingly our daughter home safe, the only way is for us to go and get them. Now, sometimes this idea that Jesus is the way is used to exclude people who don't know him. But I really believe that that misses the point because salvation is never about what we do. It's always about what our Savior does. I will come again and I will take you to myself. Jesus wants us home safe with him, and the only way that could happen was for him to come and get us. Now, quite often when I turn up to pick up my son, he'll ask me if I can take someone else home too. He knows I would really hate the idea of another young person struggling to get home and probably being in danger. And isn't that our Jesus? No one gets left behind. There's always room for everyone. What if we saw this as the way we could pray for our friends and family? Jesus, can you take this person home too? And what if we had the courage, like my son, who very freely offers a lift, what if we had the courage to make them that offer, knowing that that is what people really need? What if we were so certain that they wouldn't be refused, that it was the obvious, natural thing to do? Our confidence in our Saviour's willingness to save could be all that someone needs to accept that offer. It could be all that someone needs to find that room that's been prepared for them. And what of Jesus being the truth? Well, we're all too aware after the past few years that truth has become a relative concept. There are now whole organizations who are, devo who are devoted to fact-checking to fight back against this trend. Whether it's alternative facts or viral fake news, it seems to be accepted now that we can pick and choose what authority truth has in our lives. But we who know the truth know that when that happens, we tread on dangerous ground. This is, after all, the lie that Adam and Eve fell for, and the same temptation lies in each of us. With Jesus, there is no room for lies. In his incarnation, his death, and his resurrection, he embodies the truth, the truth of our need for God. Which of us wouldn't rather believe our own fake news, if we're honest? That what we did wasn't so bad. That that person, well, they had it coming to them, didn't they, really? That we just don't have time to help. That no one will notice if I just... 
And the truth is, of course, that every human being is lost in their own alternative reality until they claim the redemption, that place in our Father's house that our amazing Lord offers us. This is our Jesus waiting to redeem us when we recognize the truth of our own helplessness when it comes to sin. So how can we offer a reality check to counter the competing claims of the world about what is good and true? Well, what if we started by being a bit more honest about what's hard for us? What if we told the truth about how hard it is sometimes to love and to give and that we'd all rather not really if we're honest. We'd rather take care of ourselves and what we have but that we have a helper who enables us to do it. What if we told the truth that forgiving is painful And we don't want to do it because it makes us so vulnerable. But that we try for the sake of the saviour who endured unimaginable pain and vulnerability to redeem us. And what if we told the truth that we often feel that we let people down and we say the wrong things and we mess up and we're lazy and unlovable. But that there's nothing that can ever stop our Heavenly Father loving us. Our honesty could be all that someone needs to give it a go and try turning to Jesus. It could be all that someone needs to let go of the trouble they carry in their heart and believe. And finally, what of Jesus the way? Now, my mum loved a cup of tea, but woe betide you if you ever brought her a cup that was anything less than brimming over. Only half a cup, she'd say. Anything less than overflowing just wasn't good enough for her. A few chapters before this passage in John 10.10, that famous verse, Jesus says that he offers life to the full. Like my mother's ideal cup of tea, the life that Jesus freely and graciously offers will satisfy like nothing else can. It's a life vividly painted in the Gospels, in the incarnation as God in the person of Jesus Christ sets out and then lives out his manifesto for life in all fullness in Luke 4. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to to proclaim good news to the poor. He's sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. This is our Jesus, defeater of death, pouring out life with no conditions attached. What if we, disciples who've heard this good news, were ruthlessly to pursue fullness of life for everyone everywhere, being those who campaign for justice, 
leading on climate change, opening our lives to welcome those in need? What if we who've been given insight could, through prayer, find contentment with what Jesus gives rather than what the world seems to offer? And what might be possible if we prayed without ceasing for the intervention of the Spirit in those intent upon destroying life for others? Our pursuit of the life that Jesus offers for ourselves, but also for all of humanity, it could change the world. It could be all someone needs to make them think again about what a good life really is. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. Perhaps more than ever in our lifetimes, we're aware of the need the world has of him. And it seems so obvious of how unaware so many are of what he could offer. And that's the purpose of the church, isn't it? To take that message of good, good news, to intercede for the world. Let's spend some time reflecting now. Think of those who are lost. Those who have no one to pick them up. Jesus is the way. How can we show them that? What does he call us to do? And think of those who don't have the solid ground of truth in their lives. Those who don't know that they need God. Jesus is the truth. How can we share that? What does he call us to do? And think of those whose lives are not full because Jesus is missing from them. Those who don't know the abundance that's on offer. Jesus is the life. How can we share that? What does he call us to do? Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. Jesus is the safe ride home, the reality check, 
the overflowing cup of tea. However you look at it, he is everything. And he offers everything to us freely, graciously, generously. And he calls us to offer everything to our broken, hurting world. How can we make sure that that world hears? Amen.